Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the catalyst for writing my solo book and what that timing was like. Last week, I released a episode on the catalyst for own your choices on your life with this podcast, how it started. And I put it out there into Instagram and asked people, what other topics would you love me to cover? And one of them was, well, actually more than one, was what was the catalyst for writing your solo book and what did that look like? So I'm going to try the same thing again. And I love sharing this backstory because we forget like what those early steps and stages were like. Once you keep going, it doesn't mean you don't ever have fear or struggles or challenges. It's just that when you really don't take the time to stop and look at all of those steps, you forget what some of those steps were like. So I appreciate your messages. If you ever want me to cover a specific topic, just drop me a message on Instagram. We're just setting up something so that I'm going to be able to connect more messages. And I would love to be able to connect with voice messages and questions. That's coming. Stay with me. It's coming. Okay. So I was a science geek all through school. I loved math and science because they're logical. You do this, this happens. It made sense. Writing was not my forte. Now, maybe that's because in English back then, it was literally all Shakespeare and we didn't do things like this. This was not what English was like. And it was not my thing. It was really not my thing. It felt really gray. The area was gray area and it was hard to like get it right. It just didn't flow for me. But deep down, I had always had this feeling that I was going to write a book, which really didn't make any sense, but I did. I just didn't know it was going to come from my most difficult experience was going to lead, which is a lot of times what happens. And so in 2016, I actually wrote my first collaborative chapter. Now, that didn't just happen, right? I was in a process where probably for two years, I've been sharing my story online. I had been speaking on some really small stages and somebody connected me with a collaborative author and he was amazing. It was Jerry Visca. He helped me with publishing my very first chapter. And I can tell you that writing a collaborative chapter is its own beast compared to a solo book. I don't like to say that it is better, worse, the same. It's the fact that writing a collaborative chapter and trying to take one piece of your story when there feels like there's hundreds of pieces, it's actually easier to do the collaborative chapter to start with that. It really is. It gives you a sense of your own writing style. And at the same time, while you're doing that, 
it's like, okay, I've shared that part of my story, but there's this part I want to share and this part I want to share. And you start to understand how it can all fit together in a solo book. That very first time, I I could vividly remember it, that I was writing that chapter. When Jerry interviewed me, I was in tears on, on the call, like in tears, I, because it opening up and allowing those parts of my story to come out were like beyond vulnerable. I didn't realize how closed in I was. And it's, if you're new in this area, you might be thinking, okay, but she's always vulnerable. That wasn't always the case. It was never safe to be vulnerable for, for me. And so I think some of those early collaborative chapters allowed me to open that up. And like I said, I remember sobbing when I first did that. But that was a great way to be able to put my thoughts together. And that's how I wrote my first two collaborative chapters was almost this Q&A space of getting asked questions, answering them, and then transcribing it and seeing what was coming up. Not knowing what I know now, our subconscious mind, again, always want to keep us safe, wants to prevent those pieces from ever coming out, locking them down, not avoiding them, not feeling them. And when you speak them, you actually allow them to come out more than if you think to write. When we write, a lot of times that's a very conscious activity, unless you can really get into free handing and like freehand writing and allowing those pieces to come out. Recording yourself is a fantastic way to be able to write. So that's the one thing I want to share is that's where it started from. Um, but I can say it was a little harder than you think to do two to 3,000 words, especially when it's like one piece of your story and you want to be able to share more. So it felt very natural to me to want to move towards writing my own book, yet still very, very, very scary to commit to that big of a project. During those years, 2014 to like 2016, there was a lot of changes that were happening. There were people that were leaving our space, people that were walking away. There was a lot of boundaries in place on our end because I had to recognize like what, God, I had to figure out how to survive every single day. It wasn't a case of you know, thriving. There was no goal of thriving. I was trying to figure out how to survive. And when you're living with any kind of substance abuse, uh, mental health, those challenges, life is very, very unpredictable. I never knew what life was going to look like. And so we were trying to figure it out. So we were putting a lot of boundaries in place and these things. So it was this quote of, you know, seasons, reasons, and lifetimes. People come into your life for seasons, reasons, and lifetimes. Sometimes they're in their first season to teach you something, to share something with you, to help you see something in yourself. Or they're in there for a reason. And it, the reason sometimes is it stings and it hurts, but you can learn a lot about yourself. The number of people that are in your life for a lifetime, it's small. Like it's really, really small. And those people, you build that relationship because they probably saw you at one of your lowest points in your life. And that's what happens. So as people were clearing the way, as I was trying to find my voice, and I'm speaking in stages and in communities and growing myself, my business, all these pieces, writing my own solo book felt like the next best step. But I always say, 
Be super mindful of who you share your biggest goals and desires with, especially when they're not the people that are meant to be impacted by what you're doing, or they are not the people who are the big thinkers, or what is the quote? Like you will never be criticized from somebody who is doing what you're doing or next level to that. You're never going to be criticized. You're always going to be criticized by somebody who isn't even doing what you're doing. And like, think about that. The people that are criticizing you, are they doing what you're doing? I would bet you money that they're not. And the thing is, is that like when you share those biggest desires, I remember sharing them with my family. I've openly shared this. They thought it was a terrible idea. They thought it was like, who does that? Nobody shares stuff like that. Nobody talks about stories like that. We just, we just move on. You just suck it up and move on. You don't pretend, you don't share and you don't do that. And I say this with love, but that's where everyone was at. And I kept thinking, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm like, that's why we're in this space. This is why everyone feels so alone. This is why everyone feels like they're the only person in the world is struggling because nobody's talking about it. I literally say that. I say it on my podcast. I say it in my coaching containers. I am here to talk about the shit that nobody wants to talk about. That's why I'm here. That lights me up. If you could see some of the podcast guests coming and their stories, like just wow, just wow. Like that's exactly what it is. But in 2017, this stuff wasn't happening. I didn't see it. It was not there. And I wanted to be part of it. So when I got a lot of opinions about don't do that with your solo book, that's crazy. I got really quiet and I thought, hmm, do they get a vote? How much do I want to listen to their opinion? And the question I always ask myself, will I regret it in the end if I don't do it? And for this, for this specifically, my answer was an absolute hell yes. I will regret it. I am being asked this over and over and over. I was being guided. It. I know I was. And I often think that even now, 2023, if I get scared or afraid of doing something, I often sit down and I think, how did the Marsha of 2016, who was scared shitless, who everyone thought it was ridiculous to write her own solo book, how did she find the guts to do it anyways? What did she harness? Because it's in there and it's in me. And that reminds me to tap back into it even now. And so I want to share a couple of these pieces with you because that's where the catalyst started. And it meant being on my own a lot. And I think it was actually required, to be honest. And during that time, it took me three or four calls to find a publisher to help me with the book. And the reason I said no to the first ones was because they were only wanting to glorify the story. And I was like, no, that's totally not the point. That's not the point of what I want to do. The last person that I talked to was, her name was Suzanne. And she was like, no, I I know exactly what you want to do. And I think we could do it this way. And I was like, yep, that's it. And so when I did my solo book in 2016, it published in 2017, like, I'll just be honest with you. I had support from a self-publishing program. I had an editor. I had cover support, more story coming on the cover. And um, I had her guidance, but I wrote the book. And I think even back then in 2016, it was like 5,000 US to do this. I think now it's anywhere between 10 and 20,000. I've seen it all over the map, but I just want to share that with you. I did spend that in a time when I didn't have it. 
And I knew this book was something that I needed to do. And so during those times, while I was writing and editing and writing and editing, I was going through the biggest growth journey I think I've ever gone through because you're watching your whole story out on paper. You know, the self-talk, the limiting beliefs, things I didn't even know about then were constantly on repeat and rampant. And it required me to get quieter and quieter and get into a space where I spent a lot of time by myself that year. And that, and it's okay, actually. I think it was exactly required. I also want to share one of the big takeaways is this bet is the concept that like when I was having a moment of like trying to push to get something done, nothing came through. It was like a brick wall, nothing. Creatively writing is not a space of put your head down and in my opinion, and writing for like, you know, hours and hours a day and just getting it out there. Some people can do that. When you're sharing a vulnerable story and you're putting it out there, I think it's a bit of give and take. You have to listen to what your body is allowing you to unload, to open up and share. I can tell you the intro, the ending, the dedication, the title of all of my book all came on a yoga mat or a walk in nature. Every single one. Every time I hit a wall, I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. It was like, wait, learn, step away, walk away, create space. And there it came. So much came from yoga that year, I think, because I spent so much time in a quiet space on a mat, listening and learning and tuning in. And so it required me to get quieter and to listen. And that is still a lesson to this day. I want to share the cover because the cover is a pretty fascinating story, I feel. Um, My cover was originally my friend Cheryl with her two boys walking in the woods because I wanted to show when her kids were younger, this picture that moms could relate to. You know, you have your little kids in the woods, et cetera. And I know what I wanted. And we even used the pictures we had. It also, we have the mock book cover. It was like ready to go until a friend said to me, Will are you open to a phone call? I have a friend who wants to talk to you about the cover of your book. And I'm like, yep, sure. So I want you to also understand that during this time, I was still trying to figure out how to let go of shame, right? And this was my story. This is not my kid's story. This is my story, 100%. And so it was Thanksgiving weekend, 2017. We were literally weeks away from the book launching, like weeks And I get a phone call from David Chilton. If you don't know who David Chilton is, he is the author of The Wealthy Barber. He's actually from the same city I'm in. I have met him before. I wouldn't say I know him like incredibly well, but I've met him and he randomly phones me on a Saturday. And he's like, Marsha, I have some thoughts for you about the cover of your book. And do you have a moment to listen? Well, listen, if I'm getting unsolicited advice from a very successful author who wants to share... I'm open to listening. Again, you're not being criticized by people who are not doing what you're doing, right? Like same, this was a very candid moment of, it wasn't criticism. It was very constructive feedback. And I was listening. And he said to me, your cover, it's got to go. And I'm like, what? Nobody, like the book's ready to go. And he's like, no, you have to listen to me. I've just spent an hour researching on Amazon, looking in your category, understanding the other books that are there. Everything that's there is like super dark when it deals with moms, dealing with substance abuse, dealing with like 
this kind of path of growth, you got to change the cover. And I'm like, okay, like, what are we going to change the cover to? And he said, well, it's your story. So if you want my opinion, it needs to be your face. And I'm like, not a chance, like not a chance. I am like still in this space of how do I let go of shame and share these parts of myself? And he's like, but isn't that exactly what you're doing? That's exactly what you're doing. You have to share your face. And I knew, I knew, I knew in 2016, I had some headshots taken and my incredible photographer, Hillary said, she took one picture and she stopped. She looked in the camera and she looked at me and she goes, I don't know what that was, but that picture is going to be for something. And so when he said, it's got to be your face. I immediately was like, oh crap, I know exactly what picture it is. So I sent him, I texted him the picture and he's on the phone and he looks and he goes, yep, that's it. That's the cover right there. That's, and I was like, do you want me to put my face as the whole cover on the book? And he said, absolutely. Absolutely. It's got to be, it's your story, isn't it? And what a better way to overcome shame than to put your face right on the cover. So to say that that phone call was probably one of the most expansive, uncomfortable phone calls I've ever had. And the process of changing my cover only like weeks before it was supposed to come out. But I trusted. I trusted with that same trust and voice and intuition that had told me it's time to write your solo book. I trusted it. And he was 10,000 times right, 10,000 times right. The reason I believe a big part of the success of my book and how it grew and how many people it reached was because they saw my face and connected on the cover. They saw the face of a mom who was walking through an unbelievable story. I allowed them to connect to me. And yeah, so when I when that happened, it was a space of trust it, like trust it. You cannot connect the dots looking forward, right? You can only connect them looking back. It's Steve Jobs. I say that all the time. So this is one of the things that I want to share. I'm sure I could do another on the release of the book, but the backstory of writing my solo book, the reason I think it's also important to share this is that as we have launched Write Your Damn Book and the mastermind program to support people in writing their book, And we're putting out publishing offers. Like I think we've put out four now for people who are interested in having their solo books published. I'm learning. I'm learning as we do this. But as we do this, it's this space of allowing us to grow into this version, this new version of what we're doing. I can tell you out of the number of phone calls that I've had, and I've had a lot, I've done a lot of, I've opened up discovery calls with people, not to sell them, but to listen and really get feedback of what it is that they are looking for support with. Fear is it. Fear is driving that wheel when it comes to writing a solo book. I will, I kid you not, it's fear. The fear of the unknown, the lack of confidence, the overwhelm that's stopping them. I don't know where to start. What are people going to think? Like you name it, those are all the things I say it lovingly, excuses that are happening in the background. So if you're in a space of how do I write this book? How do I share the vulnerable story? This is the stuff that we're working with. The vulnerable stories that so many people have felt, experienced, been a part of, 
but they don't know how to share it. And they think they're the only one in the world who is struggling. That's who we're speaking to. That's who we're connecting with. Those are the stories that we are going to put out into the world. So if your goal is impact, reach, helping others, and wanting to know how to put that vulnerable story together, this space is for you. And it's called Write Your Damn Book Mastermind. The links are in the show notes. It's a six-month container. And it is there. You can do it as just the mastermind or with VIP for support, for some one-on-one support. But it is how to get your story out there. And I'm telling you, stop letting fear, the overwhelm, the chatter in your head, the story you're telling yourself stop you from doing the work that you are meant to do in this world, the work that you are meant to bring to life. Because I know now I'm meant to do this. I don't know how it's all going to look and how it's all going to unfold, but I'm meant to do this. And none of this would be possible without first writing my solo book back in 2017, when she stopped asking why. And as a quick share, that was the title downloaded on my yoga mat. I remember saying it to my publisher. This is, She's like, nope, way too long. And I'm like, nope, this is it. Because that was the turning point when I stopped asking why. The why, when you are standing in a space of why is this happening to me, that's a victim question. It's a victim statement. No change comes from that. When you are looking to a goal and you're focused on why, like Simon Sinek, that is the direction. Like, yeah, focus on the why. The why drives you forward. But when you're replaying the past, no. So when I stopped asking why, that's when my life changed. Every time I ask the question why, still to this day, slippery slope for me, it can happen. Every time I ask why, it's like, what? What can I do next? What is an action word? It changes the direction. What always creates the change? Why we'll never do it. Sorry, backstory in the title. If this is speaking to you, then please connect. Show notes. It's The link is in the show notes. You can reach out to me anytime and ask questions. If it's speaking to you, reach out. Do not leave this stone unturned. It's being tapped. You're being tapped for a reason. But I wanted to share what that early journey looked like in writing and how it is really such a, oh my God, such an uncomfortable growth journey, but I'm so grateful. I learned so much from the release of my solo book, so much about myself, the work I'm here to do, and how to continue to advocate and support others in going after their big, scary goals that scare the crap out of them. So I am always cheering you on. I hope that this is supporting you. And if you want more of this backstory stuff, I'm here to share it because when you get into the episodes, like I said, we're well in the 600 now, we forget that not everybody knows those early stories, especially when I'm connecting with new and new people all the time. So I'm grateful for you. I am grateful for the questions that you are posing me that are making me stop in my tracks and share this. So Thank you so much. And please know if you don't have that belief in yourself, borrow from me. I believe in you. Like freaking go after it because there's no guarantee in life. There's no guarantee in time. There's no guarantee in life. Um, What is for you, you're ready for. I promise. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.